Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio, and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio, live from Dallas, Texas. On tonight's show, it finally happened, guys. Everybody's been talking about it. The show's been talking about it, and the Trump Organization, as well as the CFO, have been criminally indicted by a grand jury in New York. It's not fake news. Don't listen to anybody trying to make you feel like it's fake news. Also, former Attorney General William Barr throws Donald Trump, the former President Donald Trump, under the bus in a brand new interview, and he does not hold back his feelings. Also, Britney Spears, the pop star Britney Spears, the mega, mega star, gets a ruling from the judge that is not so favorable, but we'll explain while it has nothing to do with her testimony. Also, two mega stars. Uh, announced that they're getting married, and we'll tell you about it. Also, Ty Herndon has an incredible uh, night and is king of the night with the live concert with his love and acceptance uh, concert last night. It was overwhelmingly a success, and we're going to play you a couple of songs from that. And with that, All You Need to Know Radio starts right now. But baby, you can dream while I drive Just tell me you go with me anywhere Take my hand and we'll wait All right, everybody, good evening. This is John Hollywood live from Dallas, Texas in our brand new studios, All You Need to Know Radio. And we want to let you know tonight's show is brought to you by American Wealth USA Group. And if you need to uh, get a hold of them, you can get a hold of them through Facebook. And uh, we want to let you know that um, we have Almost Wars with Wars and Dunn with us. And Almost, good at evening. Are you as happy as I am? Um, I assume you're referring to the grand jury indictments. Oh, my God. Remember I said, I know it's you know, I texted text you last night when all of this came down. And I said, I know it's wrong, but is it wrong that I'm happy? And you said, tell everybody what you said. Uh, I said I'm also I – mean, I basically said I'm also pleased. And the, the thing about it is that the we don't know exactly what the future holds. Um, my understanding is that the charge is a conspiracy to evade taxes. And um, the, the basis of the conspiracy is the allegation that um, – there was a meeting of the minds between Trump and Mr. Weisselberg and others at the Trump Organization to um, have fringe benefits, so payments for things like apartments and private school and college and vacations, 
um, and you know very expensive piece items of compensation as part of Mr. Weisselberg and other people in his family and orbits uh, role in the Trump Organization. Um, but then you, they did not pay taxes on those fringe benefits that were received as wages from the corporation, so um, or the organization, uh, the precise corporation that's involved. I'm not certain, but um, that is a charge that hey, is Alma, a serious let's hear from our, yes, sir? Let's, hear from, let's hear from our friend Lester Holt on NBC News. He's going to spell everything out for us, just like you just talked about. And then you and I will discuss sure. it, okay? Here we go. Sounds Former good. President Donald Trump's company, along with the organization's longtime chief financial officer, have been indicted on charges which involve tax-related crimes. Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg turned himself in this morning to the Manhattan District Attorney. A short time ago, he was escorted to the court in handcuffs to face charges. That indictment has been unsealed. We now know what is uh, in the charges, grand larceny in the second degree and scheme to defraud in the first degree. And the Assistant District Attorney told the court Weisselberg avoided taxes of $1.7 million, calling it a sweeping and audacious illegal payment scheme orchestrated by, quote, senior executives. Weisselberg has pled not guilty and has just left the court. There's a lot more to those charges. I want to go to NBC Justice correspondent Pete Williams, who's been pouring through the uh, 25 pages. Tell us uh, essentially what, what these accusations are. Well, the grand larceny statute in New York is often used in these tax evasion cases, and that's basically what this is, Lester. They say that he had an apartment that the Trump Organization paid for for him on Riverside Drive in New York, paid his monthly garage expenses, his utilities, and his rent, that it also paid tuition expenses for members of his family, payment on a Mercedes-Benz for him and his wife, and also, reported, uh, also received unreported cash. Uh, failure to pay his taxes on this and also uh, taxes on payments made to other executives and employees. So what the, what the district attorney is saying here is that Alan Weisselberg is a CFO, a chief financial officer. He's the one who's supposed to know how these rules and how these laws work. He's the one who monitored all the dollars that came in and out. And surely he should have known that you have to pay taxes on these kinds of fringe benefits. Now, the statute that he's charged under in New York has a maximum penalty of 15 years in prison. Obviously, if he were ever convicted on these charges, his penalty would be much less than that. It's a first offense. And a big key question for him is now will he cooperate? Because if he cooperates, that could potentially reduce his sentence. And by, in essence, throwing the book at him here for tax evasion, that's clearly what the district attorney is hoping. Hey, NBC News. Do you believe that they actually really threw the book at him? Or I hear really minor charges is what I hear, or am I hearing things wrong? Well, I, I think that mm, if Mr. Weisselberg is I'm convicted saying, right? of these charges, I, I do. Right. If Mr. Weisselberg is convicted of these charges because of his age, he will likely spend the rest of his life in prison. Um, so... I, I agree with you that it's not, um, for example, a conspiracy to defraud the United States um, via foreign influence in an election, which I think really occurred and is not being charged. But um, yeah, this conspiracy and right, correct, exactly. But the, but this conspiracy and these tax charges, as the um, NBC correspondent noted, 
I believe the primary purpose of them is to try to get Mr. Weisselberg to um, turn the state witness and testify against his long-term business partner, Donald Trump. Um, people who are listening need to understand who Mr. Weisselberg is. He was basically Trump's right-hand man and bean counter. They've been, he's been working in the same organization, the Trump organization, since um, the 70s, since Fred Trump was uh, uh, Donald Trump's father, was the uh, – chief officer of the Trump organization. So he knows where the bodies are buried, so to speak. He knows um, and would be able to testify to a broad variety of um, potential malfeasance committed by Mr. Trump personally. And the problem is that according to documents and reporting that I've read, is Mr. Trump himself very rarely put anything in writing and would routinely deny saying the things that he said in business. Now, we can all see that that's something that he did a lot in his presidency as well. You know, you'll see our infrastructure plan in two weeks. But he also um, did it in his business practice where he, he would make promises and then later renege on those promises, and there was nothing in writing from him. Um, and so what's going on is this is a typical tactic used by prosecutors to go after the mob because uh, Donald Trump's uh, exactly. actions in never never Very putting anything in writing and, and Very yep, he never puts anything in writing and he uh, denies what he says unless you know there's clear recordings and even then he'll deny he said it. That's the kind of actions that a mob boss kind of guy takes. And in order to kind of bust the the, the the Don, <laughs> but literally <laughs> and figuratively, um, you, you have to flip the his underlings, and Weisselberg is the closest underling. He really evading does know all, where all the bodies are buried. Evading taxes of $1.7 million in income. Copperhead, what do you think yep. about all of this? Uh, sorry, I was having a little bit of trouble on my mic here. Uh, it's no obvious to me. Like, it, it's obvious to me, kind of what's happening as far as you, we saw day in day out how Donald Trump handled his business as a president. Whether or not you agreed with him, you still saw him several times, like uh, almost spoke to, make promises, make make big big white statements, and then renege on him as soon as he was called out for him. Um, the biggest one, the the recording of him in the truck where he says, you know, when you're famous, you can grab women by the better. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it was recorded. It was verified that it was him. The the person who was interviewing him spoke to the fact that it was him, but he denies it to this day that it was him, and that he and then he'll continue on that strain of I'm not a femi- I'm not uh, I'm See, not but here, or, that, Hold on, that that that's complete. This is criminal charges. A grand jury has indicted. Right, but we saw how he did with the small things that didn't matter. So if, he, but see, if he's doing he that with small pro- things that didn't matter, how is he? Yeah, well, the thing which you have to understand, though, is that the things that he got away with is because he had presidential powers. He has right. no powers like mm-hmm. that anymore. And when and you're talking 15 felony counts all, almost, that's a big mm-hmm. deal. And, like a mob boss. If, if Mr. Weisselberg is convicted, he will go to jail for the rest of his life if he's convicted on all charges, um, by my understanding of federal sentencing schemes. Um, so, you know, you know I, 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 I do see, think that I was shocked to see that he was he walked he was walked into the court in handcuffs. Explain mm-hmm. that. Why? 
Does that mean he had already been charged or explain kind of what the procedure is? If you, I'm sure you know what the procedure are if somebody is charged. Mm-hmm. Um, that was made a big deal of on Fox News about that he was already handcuffed as he was before he was in court. To be perfectly frank with you, uh, John Hollywood, I'm not 100% sure. Um, my understanding from the limited news reporting that I've read is that he um, turned himself in following the announcement of the grand jury's indictment. Um, so, you know, exactly why the police in New York decided to put handcuffs on him versus allow him to walk without handcuffs is, is unclear. Um, I do think that uh, – he, my understanding is that uh, he's been released on his own recognizance, and he's not like currently yeah. sitting in prison or something. So no, he, um, he was released. But he, he like it, literally, they walked him into court, mm-hmm. and within five minutes, he walked back out with with no handcuffs. And After pleading not guilty, he pleaded not guilty, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's how it works. That's our justice system. So right. So, so at some point, the, the judge is going jail. to. At some point, the judge is going to have a bail hearing, and there's going to be a decision about what kind of whether or not he's a flight risk, and what kind of um, uh, conditions will he be subject to on his release prior uh, his ability to be released prior to trial. And um, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I suspect that there will be some sort of um, uh, monitoring, probably some sort of ankle monitoring or house arrest or something like that, where he's not going to actually go, Mr. Weisselberg's not going to actually go to a state jail or a federal prison or something um, while the trial is pending, probably, but um, he will be subject to monitoring and like checking in with a probation officer and that kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I do think that you know, he is in certainly in criminal trouble, and there's a very real reason why he may choose to turn state's witness. But um, I will say that uh, the news reporting about him as a human, Mr. Weisselberg as a person, indicates that he's basically spent his entire adult life in Trump's orbit, and he's one of the most loyal individuals to Trump that exists. If you remember, um, the three people who uh, Donald Trump allegedly passed control of his business empire to, Ivanka and, Do- and Mr. Weisselberg. So, you know, right, he clearly is held that. in high, high – yep. So, so he's clearly held in high regard by the Trumps and in a position of, of serious trust. Um, Copper, uh, do you want to comment the, briefly real quick before we mm-hmm. go to break? Uh, it sounds good to me so far. I mean, so I'm reading right now from the New York Times, and it says Alan Wesselberg. Uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm, if I'm pronouncing his name right, the Trump organization. I think it's Wesselberg. Wesselberg. Okay, so Alan Wesselberg, the Trump organization's chief financial officer and lawyers for the company, appeared in front of a, a Manhattan judge Thursday and pleaded not guilty to charges in what prosecutors called a sweeping tax fraud scheme. The charges were unsealed mm-hmm. after former Donald Trump longtime aide and the company were indicted by the Manhattan Attorney General. Um, he was released on his own recognizance, so I don't think they're going to have a bail hearing from what I'm hearing. And okay. his attorney, after uh, Alan Reservoir, he was released, says that um, 
this is unprecedented. They're only going. They're tr- trying to make this a very uh, political, of course, political driven. They're trying to make it political theater, and it's not. This is not political theater. He broke the law, and he needs to pay the price. Well, that's the big thing is if you take out if you take out the Republican and Democrat part of this, what you see is a very rich man and a very powerful man being paid out of pocket from an organization so that he didn't have to pay taxes. That's the cold, hard truth of it. It's not about whether or not mm-hmm. a Democrat or Republican was doing anything. It's whether or not this very rich off, well-powerful, well-connected man was paying taxes according to what he was making or if he was getting things paid for and paying for things without paying the taxes for them, as do every other citizen in the United States. I, I tend to agree with um, uh, that very prescient analysis by Copperhead. Um, you know, I have a lot to say about the uh, alleged partisanship of these um, – the, the idea of using partisanship as a defense to criminal prosecution is just really problematic. Now, the fact okay. that we don't hardly ever see white-collar crimes charged like this is also problematic <laughs> – but that doesn't mean that this one was exclusively done for political reasons, although clearly it was done in part for political reasons. Okay, so hold your, hold your, hold your breath on that for mm-hmm. a second. Don't forget where you are. Let's take this quick break, and when we come back to almost, sure. I want you to go in detail as much as you want to know about this. also want to know what you think <laughs> about Bill Cosby that, oh, my God, I cannot <laughs> believe he got released from prison, although I saw it coming because of what the prosecutor did. I could not believe that he did what he did. Being, he should be disbarred for what he did. All these poor people that came forward, their lives were turned all upside down. And because prosecutorial misconduct, in my opinion, this, this person needs to be really, I don't think they need to lose their law license. But we'll talk about that when we come back. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Less. Isn't it time car insurance companies offer a discount for that? At Elephant Insurance, we do. Elephant's new work-from-home discount is simple. The more days you work from home, the bigger your discount. Elephant's easy online tools show you ways to save, helping you find dependable coverage that fits your needs. That's insurance on your terms. See how much you can save with Elephant's new work-from-home discount. Get a quote today at Elephant.com. Mean something. So we make sure this means something. That we've done everything to make your shopping, test driving, and car buying experience the way it should be. CarMax. This allergy season, your eyes can feel better. Similison allergy eye drops are made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals. Millison of Switzerland. Feel good about feeling better. Over from investors. I wish I had bought Amazon or Netflix when they were first recommended by The Motley Fool. I'd be sitting on a gold mine. And it's true. If you had invested in Amazon when we send a buy alert at $15.31 per share, you'd be up 12,000%. Or if you had invested in Netflix when we recommended it at $1.85 per share, you'd be up 18,000%. 
and, well, Amazon and Netflix have had a good run, we think these five other stocks are screaming buys. And you can buy them now for less than $49 a share. You can grab a copy of five growth stocks under $49 for free for a limited time only. Now, don't look back by... Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scotch and Saturday fans. I'm like Peace at Towns fans. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off fighting my tongue. Welcome back, everybody, to All You Need to Know Radio. That's just some of the amazing talent from Ty Herndon's uh, Love and Acceptance concert last night that was a huge success on CMT. It was broadcasted everywhere. And we are so proud of Mr. Herndon. He happens to be a very good friend of mine. And I just want to say congratulations, Ty. You were king of the night. That was Brothers Osborne. And I don't actually, I think the song is called uh, You and Me. Um, but they did that song, and uh, TJ, of one of the brothers, Osborne, actually just came out as another gay artist, and we are very, we welcome him to the family. So let's get back to our show right now. This is All You Need to Know Radio, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday night at 6 p.m., and we are live right now with uh, our constitutional attorney and my sidekick, uh, Almost Wards with Wards and Nunn. Say hello to everybody, Almost. Hello, everybody. And we also have Copperhead, our investigative reporter. So, hey, say hello, everybody, Copperhead. Hi, everybody. All right. So, almost, let's talk about what you said you had a lot to talk about, about the uh, dealings with the Trump situation. Well, well, really what I was wanting to comment on was the um, alleged defense to criminal prosecution that is, this is a political witch hunt. And... Um, that's as Copperhead quite correctly stated before the break. The law is really clear um, about what is and is not taxable, and Mr. Weisselberg was the sophisticated executive. Mistake is not plausible. Um, you know, they did in fact commit, appear to have committed several crimes according to the, the evidence that is referenced in the indictment, and um, uh, will almost certainly be convicted of those crimes um, after a uh, trial. But the question is really the, the, the point I wanted to make is, is more about one of the reasons they get to stand up and shout this is a political witch hunt is because our enforcement of white-collar crimes in America is so shoddy and poor. We, we, if we spent a fraction of the resources we spent on the war on drugs, combating the war on rich people tax, doing tax avoidance and tax evasion, um, our country would be in such a better financial position and a bunch of rich tax sheets would likely be indicted just like what happened to the Trump organization today. Now, I'm not saying all rich people cheat on their taxes. In fact, most of them don't, but enough of them do that you would expect there to be more charges such as this in other scenarios that have nothing to do with politicians or politics. And so it gives um, 
some credence to the Republican cry that this is a uh, political witch hunt, even though it's not. They really probably likely did commit these crimes. Um, the fact that we're not charging other wealthy tax cheats on a regular basis is part of the problem here um, and what makes it seem like it's a politicized response. And I want to actually kind of shift the topic just slightly to um, uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News um, made a really interesting allegation a couple of days ago and said that he's being spied upon by the NSA, the National Security Agency. Um, now, the NSA released a rare um, a statement basically saying, no, we're not, but um, why did he do that? My assumption is he's under criminal investigation of some kind, or he's been informed that he's a witness or a, to, to a target of a criminal investigation, and um, he's trying to get ahead of um, such charges or such negative um, press by trying to claim that he's being spied upon as the result of a political witch hunt. And you know, the, the, that claim that um, I shouldn't be – you shouldn't believe that the, these criminal charges because they're a drummed-up political witch hunt is, is extremely dangerous and, and, and leads down the same path that leads us down the same path that we had with, um, you know, the Re Republican – party not uh, responding to congressional subpoenas or ignoring court orders or, um, you know, making up new rules about executive or privilege the whole, on the spot or, or the, the whole Donald Trump lost the, won the election. Um, and, and, you know, that type of counterfactual um, uh, anti-rule of law sentiment appears to be increasing, not decreasing, but increasing in the rhetoric of the GOP, and it's incredibly dangerous. You know, we could well, celebrate think, in some ways. Go ahead. I think, first of all, Copperhead, you were saying something. What would you say? I was saying that I believe that the lies, just like the insurrectionists, it's amazing that we say that that was just done – Two different ways when we're Republican or Democrat, depending on who's saying what. There's another one of those great prolific lies that we hear. I, I think that mm -hmm. the Republicans figured out they've got to go all in with Donald Trump now. I don't think they have a choice because of their um, inaction of anything he's done. I mean, that's why they continue to support him. But to switch topics real quick, he was in town yesterday, <laughs> God save Texas, uh, with uh, our awful governor greg abbott which he must be removed from office i am chanting from the highest uh hills governor greg abbott should not be re uh re reelected he has not done anything for texas and now he is trying to use a former president who he thinks texans like and to uh bring him down to the border it was the biggest waste of time and on uh, WBAP, uh, Rick Roberts' uh, show, he was putting it out there to his uh, listeners that he, he wanted to make sure that we reelect Greg Abbott because of all the things that he's doing. And so he put it out there for his callers to start calling in and making comments. And I heard about 15 phone calls, and they all said negative stuff about Greg Abbott, that they were really More. glad to see Donald Trump standing beside him. And go ahead. Greg Abbott, though, 
with what this has been with him going down to the border, it's strictly him trying to change the focus from our power grid here in Texas. Uh, we suffered a huge hit this last winter with it freezing up and shutting down. Now, during the summer, during some of the hottest months of the year, they're warning brownouts and blackouts according to how much of the power grid is used because they have not updated this power grid in forever. And Abbott's one of the major players in this ERCOT group that has refused to do anything for the sake of profit. Well, I agree with that. But also, I was right. still Trump supporters. I don't get it. Well, I'll tell you, it's 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 uh, it's uh, and this is political analysis. It's not law. I, in my opinion, um, they're brainwashed, and it's a cult of personality. Um, you know, uh, they, like Charles Manson. Or in my yeah, exactly, precisely. It's it's much more like a religion than it is a um, political party that is people's support for Donald Trump. Um, a lot of individuals who stand strongly with Donald Trump, you know, you ask them, do you support Donald Trump a lot? You know, I support Donald Trump a lot. Do you agree very strongly? The people who say yes to the very strongly question, you know, they, they it's wrapped up into their personalities. It, it's, you, you don't see people with Biden hats and Biden flags on eight months after the election. You see a ton of people with Trump hats and Trump flags eight months after the election. It's, it's because the Democrats and Biden supporters treat Biden like a politician and the, the hardcore Republicans and hardcore Trump supporters treat Trump like a dictator or a God like Kim Jong Il or Stalin. And, um, I, I you know, said that long, long back that we needed to check his mm-hmm. forehead because I think he's the Antichrist. I did. Right. But, and and I, I, I kind of laugh about it, but seriously, watching people that are doctors and lawyers and people that are mm-hmm. really good people fall for well, this guy, I just do not get. I just do not get it. I mean, I really well, I, I agree, and I, I've, 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 you know, unfortunately, I've pers- and I think a lot of people will relate to this. I've had to severely limit my interactions with certain of my extended family members, and I've actually, unfortunately, and this really deeply saddens me, I've cut off a few old friends because they wouldn't see reason with regards to Donald Trump. Let me give you an anecdote. I had a um, person who I went to law school with, who I've known for about 12 years, who I used to work with when I was working at a different law firm. And um, he is a really smart guy. He's very, very sharp. He understands the rules of evidence. He understands, you know, what a subpoena is, what an objection is, that kind of thing. But um, when, and he's a great trial lawyer. In many ways, he's really a great lawyer. But when it comes to discussions about politics, and especially as it relates to Donald Trump, it's so wrapped up into his personality that it's like he's blind. Um, you know, he, he doesn't understand basic concepts such as relevance and objections um, in the context of Donald Trump and politics, but in literally every other context in his life, he understands them perfectly. And so it's, um, I had to cut him off because I couldn't talk to him because he, he wouldn't, 
acknowledge reality, and it, it was it saddened me, and I, I don't like to do that kind of thing, but I think a lot of people have experienced that, and, you know, how to unprogram the cult is, that's a huge task for the Biden administration and um, people in America who care about America. Okay, guys, so real quick, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Bill Cosby, and uh, that music sure. doesn't even take a break. And then I also want to go- talk about William Barr. Wait till you he'll hear this interview if you haven't heard anything about it almost. It's it really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you I know, that's it. what happens with him. That's what happens. Turned into text message me. Yep, you're welcome to use anything from last night. Thank you, sir. <laughs> sure he's listening. All right, guys, so this is All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, and uh, we are brought to you by American Wealth Group USA. If you need IRS relief, they are the company you need to call. Find them on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This is the one and only Justin Bieber, somebody to love. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Somebody, I, I need somebody. yourself. Welcome back to the mirror. And know you're not alone. Because this come on Jesse, one more is a reflection of an unstoppable community in the mirror. What's up? Oh, no, there's no fake there. Maybe you were here? Oh, oh, uh, Everything's stuck in the horse. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. Hi. Kelly Clarkson. Try waving. Okay. Yeah, it's going to help you with all of this. Yeah, here it goes. Thank you. Oh, I like that one. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot of storage. Perfect. You're welcome. I love it. How did you do all this? Wayfair. <laughs> Speaking of dinner, what are we eating, guys? Hosting a dinner party for your friends can be tough. So, here's the thing. No one's going to know it's store-bought. Just you. So just put on something pretty. Boom. I'm a chef. Wait. You're welcome. Everybody, that was the one and only Ty Herndon, Kristen, Kristen Chetowick, and uh, so many more. Terry Clark, uh, Michael Ray, just a huge success last night. Brothers Osborne, just a huge success of the Love and Acceptance Tour that Ty Herndon uh, did, and it was amazing. Uh, It was that one song right there. Friends of God, 
was uh, really, really good and just so amazing. So um, hope I'm sounding okay because I don't have any inner ears today. So uh, Copperhead, if you could text me and let me know, that would be great. Um, and uh, welcome back, everybody. Let's uh, bring everybody back on board. All right. So um, let's talk about um, you want. We're gonna, let's talk about Bill Cosby. What about sure. what happened with Bill Cosby? Well, my understanding, and I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, is is my understanding is that the prosecutor made a mistake essentially, and. Um, there was an agreement that was made not to prosecute him um, uh, way back in, I think it was like 2003 or something. It was quite a long time ago. And um, based upon that agreement between prosecutors and his attorneys, people sued him for um, the alleged sexual assaults. And um, in his depositions, in those alleged sexual assault civil cases, he could no longer, quote-unquote, plead the fifth. He could no longer say, I'm not going to testify because that question might incriminate me. And the reason he couldn't say that is because the plaintiff's lawyers, the lawyers for the women, his victims, um, were aware that uh, the prosecutors had told him that we're not going to prosecute you. So if they're not going to get, if you're not going to get prosecuted for this conduct, you can't plead the fifth for it anymore. Um, and then what happened is they prosecuted him anyway. On Don't the they call it something of, like a kink? You're king for a day. You can tell them everything, but they cannot use it against you. Is that what you? It's sometimes called. <sighs> Uh, yeah, that's, that is actually what it's sometimes called. I don't know if they called it that in this case, but um, it's essentially agreement that will allow a criminal defendant or a criminal, uh, the subject of a criminal uh, complaint to uh, provide evidence and testimony to prosecutors with the uh, explicit understanding that he won't be prosecuted for that evidence and testimony. And my understanding is that's pretty much exactly what uh, Bill Cosby did. And then um, he had to go and give sworn testimony under oath because of that at a later date, and then on the basis of that sworn testimony, a different prosecutor years later prosecuted him for those crimes, and he was found guilty and put in prison. And an appeals court basically didn't – they didn't – the appeals court, my understanding, and I haven't read the actual opinion, but I read a, a news story about it. Um, my understanding is that the appeals court um, basically said he was guilty, but – there was this prosecutorial, essentially prosecutorial misconduct. The prosecutor made a mistake, and therefore it would be uh, against the law to hold him in prison for that. And, you know, I'm not very they happy actually, about the, the, the outcome. This, go ahead. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Well, the Supreme well, Court, from I, well, my not, understanding, I'm not very was, happy with really, the outcome about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the Supreme Court, from my understanding, everything I've read, they really struggled with this case. Because all of the mm -hmm. people that actually came forward, it was 60-something people, and these women came right. forward and said that he drugged them and had sex with them, and then he bragged about it, and then he lied about it, and then in this one instance, he actually admitted what he had done. And when this prosecutor did what they did, they were told not to go after him under this under the, what under what the prosecutor had already agreed for the king for a day and that prosecutor ignored mm -hmm. it and the results of that are this as a this criminal 
this sexual predator, no matter you whether you like Bill Cosby, you don't like, you do not sexually assault anyone, period. No means no. Right. And I'm so upset his, about this. His, me too. His conduct is disgusting. And, um, you know, unlike sometimes when there's like some doubt that the prosecution was an error, as you stated, like something like 50 plus women have, have come forward without, with, a, with substantial allegations. And it's obvious he really did this and he did it on a regular basis. And um, that's, you know, he's just a disgusting, disgusting man. Uh, on the, in the court of public opinion, he's lost forever. Um, but he will no, apparently be allowed still, to... There are still supporting him. In fact, when he was released... Few. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, let's move on. Copperhead, uh, did you want to say anything sure. about it before we move on? Copperhead? Guess not. I said, I'm yes, sorry. You. I'm sorry. Unless they say no means no. You said no means no. I want to take it a step forward. If they say yes, and they're consensual with it, then fine. But if they're unable to say yes, or if they're unable to say no, if they're un- if they say no, anything that's not a hundred percent yes is no. Well, he brings up a good point. Almost, if they're drugged, how do mm-hmm. you con- how do you consent? Well, you can't. Yes, that's you why don't. it's either <laughs> right. That's yeah, I mean, no. that's, only, that's either sexual assault or perhaps even rape. I'm not sure what the appropriate charge is. But um, it's definitely a sex crime um, if you don't have proper consent. I mean, and if if you drug the person, like, it's obviously a sex crime. And precisely the nature of that crime, I'm not a criminal law expert, but uh, he, he was, in fact, found guilty. But because of prosecutorial issues, because the prosecutor made a mistake, he was released. You think Knowing the prosecutor guilty, will face any charges? Yeah. You think the prosecutor, the prosecutor will face any charges? No, the, the worst thing that'll get that'll happen is he'll be disciplined. Like maybe lose his license. Potentially, I because it's such a high profile case, right? And it went all and his error was so you know laid bare before the United States Supreme Court. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, that you know, I I um, I'm a lawyer and I have lots and lots of cases and um, you know I I strive to always do perfectly on every case, but sometimes I make errors. It happens. Um, And, uh, you know, this prosecutor's error being laid bare, I've never had a a, a problem or a mistake that I've made blow up like that. Um, Well, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. And I knew when they did this and they charged him and I saw all of this that I knew Mm -hmm. that I didn't know how long it would take. But I knew that it would, his conviction would be overturned. In fact, we talked about it on the show years ago when it all yeah. happened. Okay, so let's move to William Barr. Here's what's going on with sure. that. William Barr, the former Attorney General of the United States, talks about his dealings. <laughs> and we all knew this was coming, but here we go. Bill Barr doesn't mince words. In a series of exclusive interviews, he tells me he investigated Donald Trump's claims shortly after the election and found there was just nothing there, and it was all BS. If I found something, yeah, you know, I had no motive to suppress it. But my suspicion all the way along was that there was nothing there. It was all 
Barr told me he conducted his own informal inquiry into the major allegations Trump himself was making. He examined the evidence. He talked to the experts. He took them seriously, but it was all bunk. For example, he talked to cybersecurity experts at the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI about allegations that voting machines were rigged. You can tell me all you want to about, you know, this could have been hacked or, you know, whatever. But it's a counting machine, and we saved everything that was counted. So you just reconcile the two. There's a pile right there. How many ballots? A thousand. Right. Now let's see who they're for. There's been no discrepancy reported anywhere that's, that's looked at that, and I'm still not aware of any discrepancy. On December 1st, when Barr was still attorney general, he publicly declared there was no evidence of widespread fraud, prompting Donald Trump to explode in anger during a meeting at the White House. Multiple sources who witnessed the president's reaction told me they had never seen him so angry. One said, quote, he had the eyes and mannerisms of a madman. How the expletive could you do this to me? Why did you say it? Trump demanded. Because it's true, Barr replied. You must hate Trump, the president responded. You must hate Trump. And that's what it's always all about. Either if you don't agree with Donald Trump, you, then you're a Trump hater. And that's just such mm. BS. I just, I, I can't even. And William Barr, I'm no fan. And I knew, you and I have talked about this privately, that we knew this would happen eventually. But I didn't know he would, he would go that far. And I had, had heard that, that then-President Donald Trump really lost his mind like they thought that he had like killer eyes i mean it was surely blown out of proportion but maybe not i don't know what do you think about his statements well bill barr i think is one of the most dangerous people who served in the trump organization and um i uh i'm glad he did not um assist Donald Trump in 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 a, in a coup. I I mean he 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 took some actions to appease Donald Trump like opening an the investigation in the first place when there was no credible evidence. Um but he ultimately wouldn't go along with a completely false criminal prosecution or investigation which I mean obviously that's appropriate but um the, the, I mean the man grossly misled the country about the Mueller report. I just – I have no sympathy for him at all. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the fact that he's trying to rehab his image in public by, you know, giving interviews where he says that he knew it was all BS, that's – it's too little too late. The guy is incredibly crooked and dangerous. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting that Donald Trump got so upset with him. But it's not that surprising. It sounds like everything that was happening in the White House post the November election where Trump lost was upsetting Donald Trump. He was permanently upset. So um, it's, you know, part of me is like I'm very – I agree with you, John, that I'm very, very pleased that he didn't use the awesome power of the Department of Justice to make – a fraudulent statement to the American people that Donald Trump actually won the election. And I mean, he could have done that, you know, he, he, does, he did that, other definitely. horrific things. He could have, you he know, really he did other, 
he, he could have, but he didn't, and I, I'm pleased about that. That right. said, um, you know, I uh, I don't. There's no love lost. I mean, I think the guy is a, a, a snake and a crook, and I think he lied to the American people about the Mueller report and did a bunch of other things that were inappropriate. The Department of Justice politicizing the Department of Justice, authorizing subpoenas against Adam Schiff's kids, like we talked about last last week. I mean, Bill Beaver's a jerk. So, um, you know, I'm pleased that he didn't support a, a, a coup, but um, I have very little love for Bill Barr. Let's put it that way. Well, and you know what's kind of interesting is because of all the stuff that's going on with the indictments with Donald Trump and sadly what's going on mm-hmm. in uh, Florida, which our hearts go out mm-hmm. to everybody. Um, real quick about Florida and the campaign building fell. Um, I really think that the media is completely misleading the family, and this needs to now be a recovery operation and not a search and recovery operation. The family needs to be able to start grieving to be preparation. I mean, today I saw the owner of the building being interviewed. He's prepared to demolish the building. I don't really think they're going to find a lot of human remains in there just because of the way the building came down. There's been video that surfaced where the garage was just being flooded with water. And there was already a 2018 report that was saying that there were major structural problems in the building. So my heart goes out to everybody that's involved in that with the family here and everybody here from All You Need to Know Radio. But I really think that the media needs to leave the families alone. They're trying to get interviews with them. CNN, shame on you. Stop doing it. Fox News, stop doing that. Anderson Cooper, Chris Cuomo, all of you guys, let the families, you know, start the process. What do you think almost? I tend to agree with the very unfortunate statement that there's not going to be many, uh, if any, uh, living people found. Unfortunately, it appears to be a real mass casualty event, and it's a tragedy. I, I further agree. I basically agree with everything. I agree with your comment that um, the news media should stop trying to interview the families and let them grieve. And um, I further agree with the sentiment, if not necessarily the direct comment, that um, this is why we need regulation. You know, building um, codes and uh, building inspection is grossly underfunded all across America, and um, you know, safety is a part of the job of the government, like they're supposed to try to help us protect ourselves. That's the, that's kind of the goal of a lot of these regulations is to keep people safe. And if, you know, my understanding is that the building was being inspected, but then it's like it, it was in gross violation and had never been repaired. So, um, you know, this, it cuts against, whenever a Republican tries to say, you know, regulations make business more expensive, First of all, that's not necessarily true, but even if it is, it's for a very good reason to prevent buildings from collapsing and killing hundreds of people or to prevent banks from defrauding a bunch of people or whatever it might be. That's why we, you know, it's appropriate for the government to regulate certain industries to try to prevent tragedies like this. Absolutely. Copperhead, do you have anything to add? Well, I think it was really interesting to hear some of the um, talking heads talk about what also happens from here not just the grieving process, but I mean, the survivors and the families of, uh, that, of the, of the death toll, those people still need to have psychiatrists. need still need to be evaluated. Mm-hmm. 
as far as how they can mentally go on and emotionally go on past this and having that support group and having that aid provided to them. No one should be able to say, oh, I went home and the building crashed around my ears. I mean, we hear about buildings falling during, sure, fires, earthquakes, uh, typhoons, whatever uh, major kind of natural uh, disaster happens, but not just from just sitting there in the middle of the day. So them being able to have this traumatic event put behind them as best as they can, both emotionally and, and psychologically, is very important too. Well, and buildings just don't fall down. They just don't. In 40 years, it takes 40 years to do inspections. I think that's just way too long, in my opinion. I think it's well, more like 20 America, or 15. Hearing especially about buildings falling just in, standing there in a third world country, of, maybe. Right. But almost with salt and water and everything that is in, in Florida and things like that, that, that decays buildings really quickly, don't you think? Sure, it decays yeah, buildings, but that's not going to be it's not going to be enough to just like drop them in the middle of the building. And those the, the thing is, right. is that it's not the only building around there. So all right, so that, almost. Let's go ahead and give you your two minute warning. Thank you so much. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you, thank you, John, and thanks to all your listeners. Um, this. Uh, uh, this time in America is very, very interesting. We have um, to look back on our past and, and uh, try to uncover some of the very, very serious issues with having an authoritarian fascist dictator as the United States president in the form of Donald J. Trump. But then we also need to look forward and to tackle issues like um, climate change, uh, wildfires in the West, um, uh, 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 changes to our power grid that we've talked about today, changes to our tax system to be more equitable. And so we also need to look forward and uh, help the Biden administration and the Democratic Party achieve its reasonable goals in favor of the American people and the working people of America. So um, the number one thing that you can do is you can vote. And you can vote for Democrats and you can vote straight ticket Democrats and never vote for, for another Republican ever. <laughs> But the other thing that you can do is to be a political activist and support changes to our voting system to ensure that the right to vote is protected and to ensure that our democracy remains strong. Um, This show is just a small part of it. You, You need to register to vote properly. You need to support politicians who will hold Republicans to task when they take anti-democratic measures like restricting ballot access. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much for the platform. I bid you good night. All right, guys. So that was almost, and uh, we are going to come right back. So don't go anywhere. This is all you need to know. Radio. We'll be right back. Sweet little white lies, they go bad taste in my mouth. 
has denied Britney Spears' request to remove her father from his position as her conservator. The singer's lawyer wanted the court to sack Jamie Spears from his role as guardian of her estate, leaving her with no control over her life and finances for 13 years. The singer was placed under his guardianship after suffering a series of mental breakdowns. She's 39, Britney Spears. She has said that she was traumatised and depressed by the arrangement under which she was forced to perform against her will. Let's join the BBC Newsbeat reporter Sinead Garvin, who has been following this. Uh, Sinead, will this come as a surprise? Well, I think what people perhaps aren't aware of is actually this has, is in no way related to the testimony she gave last week where we heard all these details about how she feels about it, claims that, you know, she was forced to take medication without her consent and perform and not able to have a baby and all these, all these um, you know, quite, quite you know, big claims that she was making that's happening to her under the conservatorship. This isn't about that. This is about a request back in November um, to stop Jamie Spears being her conservator. He was, uh, he is a co-conservator with a lady called Jodie Montgomery. And she wanted, uh, Brittany wanted her dad uh, to not be part of it. But what the judge has agreed to is that he will stay as her conservatorship, but with the, also with the help of this wealth management fund, uh, the Bessemer Trust. Okay, so I understand the situation with this copperhead, but um, what do you, what what do you don't you think that with all the accusations and you know just blatant statements that Britney Spears made about being abused, uh, an IED was put in her so she can't ha- she can't have babies. Right. She gets two thousand dollars a week as an allowance, and I'm not saying that. Well, she pays I for a whole city. That's a small amount of money for someone who's worth almost a hundred million dollars. And right. you know, back when Britney Spears uh, very first started, she was worth almost five hundred million dollars before she got involved with uh, her um, backup singer guy. Uh, what do you think? I think that what you're, it's amazing that the judge kind of said that, but you also have to take into consideration that the judge has to look at the case and the evidence that's prevent, presented in front of them in that case. So the testimony that Britney Spears just let off, the, the big uh, statement, the free Britney statement that she pretty much accredited towards that we spoke to last week wasn't part of the evidence that was brought to the judge for the, the case that was opened in November. So that doesn't mean that the conservatorship, it can't be dissolved. She didn't put it on a, on a, you know, a lock-in and that Britney Spears is forever going to be on this. But she did say for this case and how she's looking at this, that he's not doing, uh, her father's not being removed from the conservatorship as the managing aspect of it. But now there's, now that she has new counsel and now that Britney is being able to speak out a little bit louder and being honest about what she feels and not lying to the masses on Instagram about her being the happiest she's ever been, she's now opening up a dialogue and opening up a case that she can have these things changed and she may be able to be out from underneath them. Right. But I still, I, I think honestly, this judge has been on this case now for 13 years. I think there's a sense of ownership this judge might have. And I think that there needs to be new eyes on this, is my opinion. And that's why we're really opening up the new cases. Yeah, I mean, she's now, Spears she's now did not even new, know. Yeah, go ahead. She filed for new, for new um, counsel. So, I mean, she's going to have somebody who's going to be in her corner rather than somebody who's just appointed to her by her father. And I'm sorry, if you're 
if you're paying for the lawyer for both the sides of your coin, if you're paying for as the plaintiff and as the defendant for your own case, that's kind of contradictive to how the system should be set up. Plus, her counsel was pretty much seemed like it was in her father's pocket, like he was at best interest to keep this uh, conservatorship for her father because that's kind of who decided where all the money went. So having some a counsel of someone she gets to pick, somebody that she can feel comfortable around, somebody that she can be honest with and can actually fight for her in her corner and help her guide her through all this will be a big asset to changing this. Yeah, and I think what we, uh, once again, just so you know, guys, the judge denied this motion. This was a motion that was made back in November. I think it's absolutely ludicrous that it took this long for her to judge make a ruling on uh, a conservatorship case back in November of last year, uh, especially, I just think the judge could could it, it make a personal statement or something about that she's appalled by what she's heard uh, Britney Spears make the accusations she's made, and uh, she's going to have somebody look into them. Copper, good morning. Say it again. Two minutes. You're breaking up just a little bit. Uh, here's your two-minute warning. We're almost out of time. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, I have actually one more little bit of information for your listeners. We are kind of doing a little bit of research on some of this. Walmart is putting its toes into the medical profession and kind of trying to save its consumers uh, more money. I'm not a big proprietor of, of Walmart, but I do find this is a very necessary thing. Insulin, which has been something that uh, 30, 34 million uh, Americans suffer with every day. Uh, we pay somewhere between uh, – uh, it says that that Americans pay somewhere between uh, $250 to, uh, to or up for a vial of insulin, where Walmart is going to be selling that same vial of insulin – for $25. So that can save Americans 7 to 11 times. I mean, that's upping the price from uh, a seventh or to a less than tenth of the price of that they're already paying. So that could save a lot of Americans money. Plus, that could be a big burden lifting off of our insurance companies, which would save insurance companies and therefore insurance payments a lot less. So kudos to Walmart for doing that. And if it comes through the way they expect it to, uh, that should be a big benefit and a big change for a lot of Americans. Other than that, my good advice speech is simply take care of other ones, everyone else, and uh, make sure you check in with your neighbors still. There's still a lot of sickness going around. There's still a lot of ways that we can connect with each other and be kind to each other. Love each other. That's great. Thank you, Copperhead. All right, guys. So that was our investigative reporter, Copperhead. If you'd like to send him in a story idea, you can do that at allyouneedtoknowradio at gmail.com. I'd like to say, um, you know, Donald Trump, our former president, destroyed this country's morals, um, destroyed our our, uh, our standing around the world, and he's done so much damage to this company, country that he needs to pay. It is time for Donald Trump to see justice. And as far as Florida and the families, I send you my love. I send you my... Um, undoubtable I'm just I'm so sorry that this happened to you you're it's gonna be a very hard time we need to do everything we can to rally around the families and that starts with the media leaving them alone okay 
Also, um, 9-11, the January the 6th, the insurrection, shame on Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the Republican uh, Party, at least in the chamber anyway, that is punishing people that want to be on that committee. It's absolutely and utterly disgusting, and I want him removed. We'll talk about that. Until next week, I'm Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio, our number one show. We are broadcasting from our new studios in America and around the world. Remember, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, or how to make your dreams come true. Good night, live from Dallas, Texas. Take care of each other. Do you believe-